Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We love saving you money and we love companies trying to save the world. That's why Ball Aerospace and Technology have partnered with us because they've been practicing diversity and inclusion for years while other major companies just talked about it as a workplace idealism. That's because their culture of belonging has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign and they have a corporate equality index score of 100%. So objectively, your background, whatever it may be, even if you're from New Jersey, that will not prevent you from succeeding here. You are free to be your authentic self. Once you work at Ball, there's lots of groups you can join to represent you, your unique background. If you want to meet people, reach new career heights, opportunities are endless. And right now they're looking for people who have technical and mechanical skills to help them manufacture aluminum cans and bottles, which they've done for a long time. It's an iconic brand. They're doing big things there at Ball and you can be a part of something bigger than yourself. So text GOLDEN to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, now offering CBD-infused decaf coffee. Strava CBD coffee helps you start your day feeling your best. So enjoy their fresh roasted small batch specialty coffee, perfectly paired with top quality broad spectrum hemp extract, rich in CBD, CBG, and more. Use promo code DNVR25 off of your first purchase so you can receive 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Patrick Lyons of the DNVR Rockies podcast. And today I have a very special guest, not just because he's a good friend of mine, not just because he's one of the 
most respected guys in the Rockies press box, but because he's just an all-around great guy. It's Kevin Henry, co-editor of Rocks Pile, and I'm so glad to have you on the DNVR Rockies podcast. What's up, Kev? Dude, I'm glad to be here, man. Let's talk some Rockies. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, good to be on. I appreciate the invite. It's the postseason, so we still have baseball, so it doesn't seem like we're totally entrenched in nothing happening and pure speculation. So that's fun still seeing some baseball, but do got to speculate right away because you have an article up on Rocks Pile right now about Trevor Story's future and maybe some possible landing places, maybe some spots that he might not end up. What do you know about that? I think the biggest thing that we've got to think about is, you know, Trevor told us, um, I was in Arizona for the last series of the year when the Rockies were down there. And one of the things that Trevor said that he was going to be looking at for his next team was going to be roster construction and the ability and the chance to win. So you've got to look at who those teams are going to be. They're going to be enticing to him with, they've already got a solid roster. They've already got a chance to win. And, you know, you're right. I, I was in LA for the wild card game the other night with the Cardinals. And one of the first things that happens in that game is that Mundo Sosa bobbles a, a couple of balls that are hit to him at shortstop. And everybody in that Dodger Stadium press box starts going, oh, they got to upgrade at shortstop before next year. And automatically, of course, everybody starts going Correa. They start talking story. They start talking even Seager, who's playing on the other side right there. So I think it's not foolish to think about, are the Cardinals going to make a run at Trevor? Uh, John Heyman from MLB Network came out today and said the Phillies are likely to upgrade at shortstop for next year. Again, that's a team that just missed the playoffs this year. Uh, would Bryce Harper and crew be enticing enough for Trevor? So there's lots of options out there, man. And Phillies and Cardinals are two teams that when they have a need, they go out and get it. They don't, you know, they, they don't dance around the situation. I know the Phillies, as you pointed out in your article, you know, they've got Didi Gregorius locked up for next year, but he's a guy that has, I know, I think in the past played a little third base. He could be even just a trade chip too for another team. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, after Dave Dombrowski came out and said, if he comes back, talking about Gregorius, I'm just like, wow, whenever you've got a guy locked up for another year and the guy and your president of baseball operations drops an if, that lets you know that absolutely they're serious about upgrading that. And, and Gregorius was not good this year. He simply wasn't. So there are some good teams that have needs at shortstop, and you know they're licking their chops at story being available. Now, several years ago, five or six at this point, John Lester became a free agent, was a big postseason pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, and he signs with a team that just came off a couple hundred lost seasons in the Chicago Cubs. And at the time, you would have said, well, I thought you wanted to win. He was, he was putting his roots down a little bit early because he saw what was coming. He saw in the minor league system that there was some projectability and that this was a team going forward. So do you think there's a chance that – Trevor goes to a team or maybe he's not the final piece of the puzzle, but maybe he's almost the first piece with several more coming to a, to an organization that maybe has a lot of money to spend and they might not contend in 22, but they might contend 23, 24, et cetera. Yeah, that's, that's a great question because there are other teams. Obviously there's, there's the Rangers. We know stories, hometown team, uh, as well as there's a lot of buzz around the Detroit Tigers. And is that a place where story could go and kind of be that first step toward it? And I think it all boils down to how long is Trevor going to be patient? Because let's be honest, if it was a team that was maybe going to contend or maybe get better, he could stay here in Colorado. 
but I think he's going to want to be kind of like Nolan where he makes that jump and it's a team that's contending now rather than taking a chance on them putting together those pieces a year or two from now. That's interesting. Yeah. There's, there's less teams like that, I think. And so that might translate to slightly less money, but again, a hundred million dollars is a lot of money. How, how many more do you need? And so I, I could see him wanting to go after that championship. Now, if, if he goes to St. Louis, I thought about this in, in reading yeah. your article. Yeah. You go, all right, Story and Arenado are back again. Let's take a step back from that. How how would Rockies fans feel about that? Like, do they conspire to do something? What I mean, would the initial reaction be? I, well, I think the initial reaction would be a lot of anger. I mean, obviously. But, you know, I think that let's let's face it, the Redbirds aren't exactly loved here in Colorado. They already bring a lot of fans in. You know, there's a lot of things that go along with that whole St. Louis best fans in baseball mantra. But the thing that you've got to remember, and again, Story mentioned this again while we were in Arizona for that last series, is one of the people he was going to talk to in the offseason and kind of gauge and get advice from was Nolan. These are these are aren't just guys who played along that left side of the infield. They're friends. And they, Nolan's also been there, done that, uh, you know. So I think that is Nolan going to have Trevor's ear? Absolutely. And I'll say one more thing uh, that I don't know that it's really been out there yet. It's one thing I think I'm going to be writing about soon. But Trevor joked about how many times that he was out in the field or on the bases and other guys from other teams are, were already whispering to him about, you know, you'd really look good in our colors. You know, and starting to almost do the recruiting process uh, well ahead of time. He wouldn't mention who those guys were or what teams they were, but but he was kind of smiling, knowing that uh, the recruiting was going on from all over the place with them. Yeah, it's it's a natural thing. I, I think when and the information came out about Arenado sending video and whatnot, it, it seemed a bit strange. But again, you take a step back and you go, look these these guys are professionals. There's so much behind the scenes you don't know about. The mistake is publicizing it it's like the mistake of the of the thumbs up by the Mets players do that you can have that secret code between you two but as soon as it gets out to be something more than that well that's the problem whatever you need to stay fresh is between you and the other professionals in your industry yeah and I think it really is all about perspective you know if you're a Mets fan and you're sitting there watching that Arenado and Wainwright exchange video and you know whatever else went down are you going to take it as to heart as Rockies fans did Likely not. You're just going to go, well, that's part of the business. Nolan was looking for somewhere where he could win immediately, you know, all that stuff. So I think that certainly as Rockies fans are going to look at it through the purple shaded glasses and be angry whether Trevor goes to, you know, uh, St. Louis, whether he goes to Philly. But I also, you know, and I'm curious about this from your perspective, I don't think there's going to be that level of anger there because let's be honest, the contract ended. There have been no talks between Story and the Rockies, so it's not like that. There's ever been a trade me or you know any kind of push to get out of there. Trevor was a good soldier, played all the way through, did what he needed to do. Guys, twenty twenty, contracts up. What else are you supposed to do? That's a great point. I, I did write about it for the DNVR.com about his goodbye and how emotional that was for those fans that stuck through the two-hour rain delay at Coors Field a couple weeks ago and how. You know, he really got the the hero's goodbye because, as you said, good soldier, right? It's it's at its natural conclusion. And, you know, the Rockies aren't really able to afford him. And you don't begrudge him from moving on. The scenario is such that Trevor can still kind of leave with his head held high and fans can, 
you know, still be happy about their time. It's going to be bittersweet. Like no matter what, where he goes, there's going to be a piece of, uh, come on, Trev. Yeah. It's natural. You know, and, and, and I keep reading about Tulo and Nolan and DJ and when they left and how it's like story. It's, it's not really, you know, because even with DJ and his contract ended, there was still this whole, is he going to come back and still the, rumors and talk that's out there about what was offered to DJ to come back versus what the Yankees gave him. You know, there's none of that setting up with Trevor right now. I mean, still as of the Arizona series, there's still been no communication between the Rockies and him as far as that extension. So it's going to be a completely different scenario than any of those other three guys that often get mentioned with story. The only similarity I could find in Rockies history with a player leaving under the circumstances of story was Andres Galarraga. And that, that's simply because even with, with DJ and you're right, there is some doubt, there is some gray area. You could say the same thing about cargo in that 2018 season, because the Rockies had some bigger fish to fry. It wasn't, Hey, we got to make sure that we stand up and cheer for LeMahieu. It was, we could win our first NL West pennant. That was where the focus was not, you know, let's really give this guy a standing. Oh, Let's let's cheer him. It's the final game of the season and, and all these things. There were just these various elements that made it such that they weren't really able to be given a, a true goodbye. And, and for story, it was. And it was it was really beautiful, really touching. That was that was one of the more emotional press conferences, I think, easily of the year. Uh, what was your thought on oh, in the last you, five years or so? Whenever he's talking about Rodgers and McMahon and starts welling up, yeah, I, I don't think there's any of us that didn't get that little bit of lump watching that. Uh, you know, and, and by the time that Trevor got to Arizona, obviously completely different environment, completely different surroundings. But still, you could tell that he was savoring those final few moments, especially with Blackman and Rodgers and McMahon. You felt like that those were the three guys that he's really had that connection with. And But yeah, watching Charlie put the chain on him after that last home game, the the pre-game or the post-game press conference yeah a lot of emotion there man it was family taking care of family and for our dnvr family listen up because on october 17th we've got a awesome tailgate at sports fan back parking lot off 18th and federal for broncos and raiders enjoy all you can eat sexy pizza and breckenridge beer with the dnvr broncos family it's just 20 dollars to get into that for a limited time you can also Book the party bus ticket where it's going to take you to the stadium. They'll take you back. It'll get you all you can eat, beer and pizza. Well, you're going to eat the pizza and drink the beer. But who am I to tell you what to do with your calories? Uh, that uh, package with the the ticket to go back and forth is actually going to be thirty. So that's going to save you parking. It, it definitely pays yourself, and you don't have to worry about one of those pesky DUIs. And, and pesky is is certainly an understatement. So uh, we open the bar up at 10 a.m. on. Colfax in York. The bus leaves at 11 a.m. and it'll bring you back after the game. So that's the DNVR tailgate at Mile High Stadium for the October 17th game against the Raiders. When you come in and you're a member at the bar, of course, you know, you get that larger size beer. You get discounts on hats, shirts, etc. It's really fantastic. And when we're talking about fantastic companies, you've got to talk about Solus Meds because uh, they've got some fantastic deals in October. You know, they're pre, uh, Colorado's premier dispensary, and they're always hooking you guys up with some incredible deals every single month. And any of their four Colorado locations, conveniently located in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, they got two in Denver. Uh, one of them actually is just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. They got another one off on, on Broadway. 
uh, 25% off discounts on all kinds of gummies, bars, extractions, a lot of different things. And if you head into any location today through the end of the month, you know, you can get a free Solus bar, delicious Solus bars or King Cones, equally delicious. When you mention the code DNVR20, stop at any of their locations and mention code DNVR20 for 20% off and a free Solus bar or King Cone. You can also check out their online menu if you want to peruse some things ahead of time or order online and just pick it up at your own convenience. That's solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. Mention DNVR20 to save 20%. And what's better than saving money but making money? And you're going to do that with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got week five offers every fan should jump in on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game to win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Yes, a point. It hasn't not happened since 1943. It's it's a lock. It's a gimme. That's the whole point. Uh, DraftKings customers can, of course, get more skin in the game with new same-game parlays. The more legs that you add to the bet, the more money you win. Even if they seem like they're guaranteed locks, guess what? It only gives you a better return. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet just $1 on any NFL game to win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Kevin, you mentioned being out in Los Angeles for the wildcard game. What was the atmosphere like in Dodger Stadium? It really, really seemed like it was rocking. It was crazy, man. And I'll tell you the, the weird thing, and, and we talked about this a little bit in the press box, was that it, it's a late-arriving crowd in L.A., you know, all the stereotypes, everything that, you know, you saw on TV, that's exactly what it was. But there was a pitch where uh, Wainwright, Scherzer was trying to bunt, and, and a pitch got a little bit away from Wainwright up and in. Uh, and the crowd reacted so much to that. And it was like from that point on, the crowd was really into the game, like more than they ever had been in the previous couple of innings. And I will tell you, whenever that walk-off happened from Chris Taylor, dude, that place, I mean, the press box was vibrating. I mean, it was it was quite the scene. And then to stick around afterwards and watch all of them come back out and celebrate, you know, it, it was it was really a cool moment. Uh, you know, you take away your your Dodgers, uh, you know, as, as a Rockies person. But just to watch all that unfold and to know what was coming between now the Dodgers and Giants. I mean, man, I'm salivating over what that series is going to be. I have to imagine that before the Taylor moment, there was great chess move where Roberts goes with Gavin Lux. Then... I think Gallegos came out, TJ McFarlane comes in, Robert says, okay, well, we're going to do Albert Pujols, and you go Pujols yep. against the Dodgers, one swing of the bat. was How big was that buzz in the press box oh, that, or in the stadium? Huge. It was huge. You know, there's certain moments that you can look around, and and I don't know how well they showed it on TV, but there were blue rally towels that they gave out, and everybody's waving the rally towels. It was like at that moment when our Pujols came up, everybody put down the rally towel and put up their phones because they were going to record this moment. Everybody was sure that Pujols was going to walk it off. And you know, we and I think some folks in the press box already had their story written about that too. 
but yeah, I mean, just such a, so many different storylines there, you know, and, and I was down on the field before the game and watching Pujols tape batting practice and the Cardinals start coming out to get ready. And of course, first person out of the dugout's no one. I mean, first one, he starts stretching, he starts doing his, you know, batting warm up that we've all seen when he's kind of doing the push move. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes over and he starts talking to some folks behind the dugout, you know, and you realize, and you're just reminded again, that this is home for Nolan. You know, I mean, it really is. So there were a lot of folks there that he was connected with. Uh, just, yeah, so many different storylines that ran all throughout that game. And again, knowing that the walk-off not only ended the Cardinals season after they put together such a heck of a September, but also set up what's going to be an amazing NLDS between the Dodgers and Giants. Yeah, that's an interesting angle with Nolan being at home in L.A., which of course we know he is, but he hasn't really been at home at the plate against the Dodgers and hasn't been at home at the plate, you know, in, in the postseason. And I think, you know, to a degree, it's a smaller sample size. It's not too small, right? There's, there's been enough at bats, enough opportunities for him to do something. Now, again, if he, you know, if the Cardinals go to the postseason over the course of the next you know five to eight years, every single year, he'll have more of those big moments. And I think overall we'll see those numbers start to rise, but it does almost seem like in some, some occasions in, in big spots, he might just be pressing a bit too much and being too hard on himself because we saw that with the 0 for 4 performance on Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I think Nolan puts a lot of pressure on himself, you know, and, and he said those are the moments that he wants to be in. And I mean, what baseball player doesn't? But we also know the Nolan that we've seen throughout the years and the Cardinals fans saw in person this year is not the same guy in the postseason, unfortunately. He wasn't for the Rockies. He hasn't been for the Cardinals. Now, could next year he goes, you know, five for five, you know, in a in LDS game? Who knows? But but I, I think you're right. I think it's one of those things that at some point in the postseason, in the future, Nolan's going to break through and, and everybody's going to get to see him on the biggest stage of all actually doing his thing. Yeah, the more opportunities he gets, the better he's going to do. You know, didn't have Goldschmidt protecting him in the lineup in, in a way. I mean, that, again, that's still a really good Cardinals lineup. But when when you are the guy in the big spots, you're the guy, you know, batting cleanup, pressure is going to be on you and there's not going to be as much protection. He's, he's getting paid to have to do that. And while, you know, the guys behind him in that, that Wednesday night matchup in the wildcard game, you know, might not have struck fear in the hearts of anyone it was still enough where the guys were going after him. You know, they, they weren't, they weren't, you know, excited to pitch to the guy on deck. I think Carlson was batting fifth in that spot. So, you know, he had his opportunities and over time, you're right. I I think he will come through, you know, and, and and it was, I mean, one thing to always think about and, and there was a debate going on in the press box about this is obviously you're facing some really, really good pitchers uh, that the Dodgers had, you know, after Scherzer left, their bullpen has been spot on this year. I know they brought in Joe Kelly, and a lot of people were wondering about the Joe Kelly move, but obviously paid off for Dave Roberts. You know, so I, I think that Nolan has just run into some really good pitching in the postseason. So I'm not going to say that he's completely, you know, bombed at the plate. There's obviously reasons behind that, and you don't want me up there trying to swing at a 98-mile-an-hour fastball or anything else because I'd have the same luck. But I, I think that you've got to give some credit to the pitchers as well that have kept Nolan off, uh, you know, whether it was the Brewers or the Dodgers or whoever it's been. Yeah, he, he'll start earning that contract, which he already does in the regular season. It'll start paying off 
in the postseason. And and one thing that's going to start paying off for you guys out there is Mint Mobile, because after years of fine print co- contracts and getting ripped off by those big wireless companies, you know, we've learned there's always a catch. Sometimes it's a catch over the tarp in left field. Again, Nolan Arenado reference. But when we heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month, we naturally thought, well, what's the catch? But, you know, we actually spoke with them and, and found out that using their service, it all makes sense that there isn't a catch because their secret sauce is simply that they're the first company, company to sell wireless service online only. So they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead costs that end up getting passed down to you in the form of those mystery fees. No, instead, Mint just passes on those savings to you. So if you're looking for some extra savings this month, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Now, all plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can still use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, and you can keep your same number with all your same existing contacts. It's nice and easy. And guess what? If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. Now, to get this new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. You got to use our little site there in order to get that free shipping right to your front door. That's mintmobile.com slash DNVR to cut your wireless bill to only 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Well, one thing you don't want to cut or slash is you know, you're downstairs, you know, and there's a real problem with that. And you don't want to cut yourself off shaving. So we've got a solution and it's Manscaped. You've heard us talk about it for years. You know, it's trusted by by over 2 million worldwide. And you should know that using code DNVR gets you 20% off plus free shipping. They've got the performance package with the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer an ear, nose and hair trimmer. The weed whacker is fantastic liquid formulations along with two free goodies. So spend spooky season using the best tools for the job. At Manscaped, using code DNVR for free shipping, and more importantly, most importantly, 20% off. Damn good savings. And you know what? We've also got some damn good beef here with Hassle Cattle Company because they're the best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the entire country. It's the blue-collar Wagyu because you can afford it. They love us. We love them. And In fact, we serve it at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York in Denver. Because Hassle Cattle Company takes their registered bulls and breeds them with Angus cows, giving them that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics. Unheard of right now. Zero antibiotics and affordable. Okay. None of those antibiotics are hormones. So you got to head to HassleCattleCompany.com for this deal. H A S E L CattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off. And if you've got a big old order, you want to get it ready, stocked up, because it's it's almost grilling season in a certain way where it's going to be a lot more comfortable outside than in the summer. If you order over $200, you actually receive free shipping. Use DNR10 as your promo code, and you will not be disappointed. Some Rockies fans were a little disappointed at the news of their GM. And I can't say I blame them. But I do have to say that what I've seen so far out of Bill Bill Schmidt as the GM outside of the trade deadline business has actually been pretty positive. What what has been your takeaways on on Bill Schmidt? Big takeaway for me is that I think everybody 
jump to a conclusion that it was going to be the same old, same old. And, and I think until we get to spring training next year and see what this team roster actually looks like, what moves he's made, what trades he's made, uh, you know, I, I think that that's probably a little bit premature. I do like the Crone signing. I do like the Sensatella signing. I think both are going to end up being good for the Rockies. But I think the biggest thing, and, and Bill Schmidt knows this, Rockies fans, I hate to tell you this, but he does know that you can't just bring the same team back and expect different things. So, you know, we've talked about story already, but I do think that there's still going to be some moves happen in this offseason where the Rockies are going to try to get better and bring in some new blood on the field and see what that does uh, for them as they try to get back in the NL West conversation. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be any big moves. I think we know that, but you're right that it is fair to, you know, at least give them a, a shot. And again, it, you want to be hit over the head with some big offseason moves, right? Sure. Like that's that's always a good thing. But, you know, you, you look at what happened and what transpired last offseason with the Arenado deal and how bad it seemed this team was going to be, it ended up being pretty decent. And so, you know, with an offseason where you really are adding payroll, uh, you, you've now got the first base, you know, position locked up for the next two years. Sensatella's back in the starting rotation. Yeah, I don't know what that means for John Gray, but it's a good start. And it's a little bit more aggressive than we've typically seen from the Rockies too, which does suggest there's going to be a, a different looking roster to a degree come 22. Yeah. And, and for the Rockies, it's always going to be about spending smart rather than spending big because, you know, the Ian Desmond contract, the Daniel Murphy, you know, they spent money, but it wasn't the best spend of it. And that's what the Rockies have to do is that they've got to be really smart with their moves. A Red Sox, even a Rays can be very, can swing and miss with a move. The Rockies can't afford to do that. And so it really takes somebody, and it may be Bill Schmidt who sits back and says, this is the direction. These are some logistical moves that we can make to get better. And like you said, Patrick, it's not going to be you know some huge signing. I don't think that. But I think if you see some incremental moves made to improve the roster, that's going to make a difference. I would like to, to think that maybe we could see a little bit more aggressive trades or rather just more aggressive on the trade front to acquire talent. Now it's going to be hard for Schmidt to get, get rid of his, his babies, right? He drafted these guys, he developed them, but he also might know that, you know what, this guy isn't quite coming along like I, I hoped or like we thought. And you know what, we scouted this other guy from this organization. So we're going to go ahead and pluck, pluck this person. So it's going to be a win-win. That could be an interesting scenario for, you know, really starting to, to change the, the roster. And, you know, Jeff Breidich was able to do that with the Herman Marquez deal. You know, they were close to signing him out of Venezuela and it didn't happen, but they came back around on it. And so maybe that becomes Schmidt's calling card this offseason when he's got a little bit more time to, to, to get the lay of the land. Yeah, and I think one thing that was brought up in Arizona because there was a conference with Greg Fiesel and Bill Schmidt, and one of the things that was brought up was that Bill Schmidt's background is scouting. We know that. But it's not just Rocky scouting. You know, there there was a, a comment made about how much Bill knew about basically the vast majority of guys who are playing right now or coming up. He's seen them. He scouted them. He kind of knows. So there's a little bit of that intrinsic knowledge that I think the Rockies are counting on him having as a GM that to pull off a move and we all may go, wait, what? But there's something that they saw in him previously during some scouting trip or some, you know, report that they're counting on then that guy coming in and making a difference. 
Yeah, that'll be the most interesting thing to keep an eye on. And, and we got to wait because it's the postseason. You're not able to, you know, agree on, to any trades. I mean, behind the scenes, I'm sure, you know, you're still working on those things. So we're going to have to wait to find out if they do that. Um, I imagine at some point this offseason, and, and over at Rocks Pile, you've got it covered. So if you haven't done it exactly yourself, you know, what are some of those stronger areas that the Rockies need to be aggressive with? We know that outfield production was so-so. The bullpen could always use help. But is there another little angle? Do they, do they need more right-handed hitters? Well, here's the word that I've heard so much over the last three weeks, power. They yes. want more power. And so I think that's what you're going to see. You know, if they lose story, you know, are they going to be able to find somebody to replace that power at shortstop? I think you will see an upgrade in power in the outfield. Uh, you know, are they going to give Sam Hilliard more chances? Uh, certainly he has flashed that power. Uh, I think how he does in winter ball is going to be very interesting to watch. And of course, you know, what will they do uh, in left? What will they do with the DH? There's a lot of questions coming up, but I think power is the one thing that I keep hearing about and that I'm watching as they start making some moves. Yeah, and if they don't quite believe in Sam Hilliard, you can understand that, but he does have the power. If Connor Joe's rehabilitation goes well, he could be the guy. So there are some options in-house. And again, Connor Joe coming back healthy doesn't mean you have an all-star for next year, but it does mean you've got an area shored up, relatively affordable, and allows you to, to put some of that additional money and spend it elsewhere. And Connor Joe's got that versatility we know the Rockies love. You know, and, and that's another thing to remember is if Connor Joe comes back and Connor Joe has a place on the team, it doesn't mean that Connor Joe is going to be starting every game, but it means that Connor Joe can be in there for those spot starts, can be in there for any, uh, you know, relief days, whatever it might be. And still, you don't feel too bad about the production dropping off when Connor steps in. Before we go, I do want to ask what your favorite story was this season, either that you wrote or that you witnessed or just. Oh, wow. Just something going on with the Rockies. Is it, you know, was it that, that opening weekend with the cat and all that? I mean, we've forgotten. It seems like it was a million years ago, right? You know, or was there something that stands out as just like, man, that was just, that was a cool moment. And maybe, you know, some of it might've been that story press conference. Cause that was yeah. a moment that, oh man, I could, I could, we could talk all day just about that press conference, but what stands out from the season or a moment or an article that you wrote that you really yeah. loved? Uh, you know, the moment that stands out for me actually happened in spring training. Uh, and it was something that, uh, you know, COVID was still going. We didn't know how the season was going to look. You know, you think back to all the requirements that there were. Uh, and I worked with Corey Little and the PR team uh, to get some time with Rymac uh, after he was going to be doing a practice. And I got the chance just to sit there in the stands and watch him practice those balls that got hit you know, that where he has to do the jump throw, you know, or he has to do something to make an amazing play to get an out. And to watch him do that time and time and time again, it was just a real good reminder of those moments that we ooh and ah over at Coors Field and everywhere else don't just happen. I mean, there is a lot of preparation to get to that point. And, you know, the the other thing that stuck out to me just about that moment was Rymax making all these great plays, making all these throws and everything else. But the guy who's digging them out for him at first base was Josh Fuentes or Joshua. You know, at the time it was Josh. Uh, but still, it was one of those things that there was a real connection there between those two guys. And obviously, we know Fuentes, you know, didn't didn't have uh, the greatest 2021 with the team. But just watching them practice that, it was pretty amazing. 
honestly. And, and it's something that reminded me just how much work these guys put in to be so good at what they do. I did actually want to talk to you about defense, this exact thing about McMahon at third base, his defense, especially against Nolan Arenado. But we're going to have to say that. We're going to have to have you back, Kev. Next time. I'm good we, with that, man. I'm we are going to have to have you back, uh, much like all of the customers at Green Mountain Dental Group, because their customers are their family. It's their community. They're the best damn family-owned dentistry in all of the Denver area. They take care of their clients like no other. And they're Colorado sports fans just like us. Allie and Lindsay, our sales director, they've all been taken great care of, and they're going to do the same for you. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you actually receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Kev, this was really fun. Again, uh, co-editor of Rockspile, make sure you're following them over there at Rockspile FS. Amazing coverage on Twitter. Great articles. You do a wonderful job, Kev. Thanks, man. Hey, I enjoy enjoy our chats. Uh, appreciate our friendship. And uh, yeah, anytime, man. Holler at me. Very exciting. Very exciting. So for DNVR Sports and DNVR Rockies, follow us at DNVR underscore sports and at DNVR underscore Rockies. For Kevin Henry, I'm Patrick Lyons, and thank you for listening to the DNVR Rockies podcast. 